Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Now that we've talked about all that, let's get to Titus and Tate, you know, the stuff we're here to talk about. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Indiana, yes. UCLA. Yes. All undefeated Tate, which can only mean one thing. It is the heart of football season. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, the, the college basketball blue bloods are dominating football. We were, as, as first reported on Titus and Tate, um, Kentucky is, in fact, the football school mm-hmm. uh, officially. Yeah. Um, you know, when we do when we do these exercises, George we, Blanda, as we pointed yeah, out, as, yeah, as when we do these exercises and we go through and we decide uh, who's a football school and who's a basketball school, some people will say that was stupid. What mm-hmm. a dumb idea for a segment. Uh, and then you look up and all the blue bloods of college basketball are undefeated in football when the likes of Texas A&M and Notre Dame and LSU and uh, all these other schools are losing. All these basketball schools are winning. Uh, yeah. And I just want to say, who's laughing now? Because it's, it's yeah, it's not that stupid, is it, folks? And guess what? The joke that is as old as time that uh, they're getting ready for basketball season, yep. it's dead right now. It's dead. Which is amazing. It's good. So right maybe now, you aren't laughing as much. Yeah, we'll check back in a week because... Uh, <laughs> you might be laughing again, but Carolina has a bye week. So you, so you shall not be laughing. At our expense. And I have to propagate this two-week period as much as I can. Uh, we're going to talk about football a little bit because uh, we we like football. We, uh, we, we love th- football. Th- if, if you're just tuning into the show, we uh, this is a sports podcast. We talk sports on this podcast. We're just two yeah. dudes, sometimes three, talking sports. It's what we do. And Brian uh, Dayball is one of my, like, OG, my guy. Like, back in the day with Lombardi, Brian Dayball was like a quarterback's coach just feeding Lombardi information, feeding me information, I forgot you. trying to teach me about football like I was an idiot. And I was like... I'm an idiot. <laughs> Teach me everything. And now he's the head coach of the Giants. Jim's Giants. I always forget that you uh, you did a football show. I was once plugged upon in a once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly but surely fell out. Uh, there are some college basketball notes <laughs> that we might get to. Uh, the Maui field is. How, how do we not get the scoop? The Maui field two years from now is out. Is that true? 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Rostein <clears> scooping <throat> this. Like, what the hell's going on? Rostein is just like a different animal. And a different beast. And uh, I don't know what he's up to, but I do think that he gets perturbed when we scoop anything Maui related. But I, yeah, so. like we're the Maui guys. We, we have, are the Maui guys. We have Maui, every Maui scoop. And um, I, I, I'm of the opinion that I don't think this is a real scoop. I think Brostein is just like forming the field. And then I think he's going to pressure Maui into... <laughs> he's leaking the yeah, field that yeah, he wants. That he wants. Yeah. And then he's he's making Which, it embarrassing for Maui. So now they yeah. have to go get those teams or else. Yeah. They're yeah. calling UConn right now. Yeah, because everyone's like, damn, what a sick field. And, and, <laughs> and now if they don't deliver on that field, yeah. then, then they look like losers. Dave Odom and, is losing his yeah. mind right now. Yeah, Rothstein holds Maui <laughs> hostage. I don't like it one bit. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of football, though, because uh, it is absolutely hilarious that all these basketball uh, blue blood programs are undefeated. And uh, we're going to w- work our way through that. Uh, but first, coming up. Woody Durham. I think that might be a show first that I said first coming up. I said, but first coming up. And then you said, uh, what are you doing? Did I blow it? Did I no, just, I, uh, I think, did, did I, uh, I think we're yeah, okay. I think that might be but a we've been, we've been out of town. You know what I mean? We, yeah. We're, we're just coming back. We're, we're fresh we're in the back, studio. We're back in the studio. Football's <laughs> back. I was thinking about this as I was putting uh, notes together. Um, 
for for the show today because we 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 all talk to each other. We're like, let's talk about football, man. Like, because football's back, and how exciting is that? And yeah. Football. And then I uh, I realized the day the NFL started, uh, my entire Twitter feed was the the uh, the opening week, or it was Thursday, Thursday, and then yeah. again on Sunday, it was the exact same thing. And then last, like basically, it's happened like six times. It's just people <laughs> tweeting in all caps, "Football's back." Yes, but it's come back, like you said. But it's, it comes yeah. back like there six was times. week zero when week zero hit. It, football's back. Football's and now back. that's like two weeks ago. Yeah, but football is again back. And then I realized uh, we're back in the studio. <laughs> but like we do this every so often, where we just like disappear from the studio because one of us goes on vacation. And then two weeks later, we come back. We talk about it on the show that we're. We should back. say we go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds better. Like <laughs> yeah. when you say that you, we go just go vacation. on vacation, people are like, "God, these guys are just taking a ton of vacation." We go home. Go see our I'm family. Hendricks County, Indiana. Yeah, for we a get few out of LA for a little bit. <laughs> we try to stay sane. Try to stay connected to the people, pulse in the nation. I'm the only human on earth that says he's vacationing <laughs> in Hendricks County, Indiana. Um, but I realize that 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 that's what content is now. Is you just you you, you look at the calendar. And you say that this is back, and and we, we're we're guilty of that as well. We're going to do it when basketball season rolls around. Yeah, basketball's back. <clears throat> uh, but but I think that's what that's as you get older, that's just what you do. You just say like, oh my god, it's back. This is back. Yeah. <laughs> if you say back, and it's not a back problem. Yeah. You get excited. You know what I mean? It's it's the best backs you can think of. Or or you look at the calendar and realize it's the anniversary of something that was cool. <laughs> and on this day, yes. twelve years ago, who could forget the quarterback of the school threw for five hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Where were you on that day 12 years ago, Tate? And yeah. then uh, they, I, we could just do a podcast where we do that. We would just say, this is back, but also remember when this happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just Remember oh, when? Yeah. Um, football's back, though. We are back in the studio, and uh, college football is absolutely hilarious. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, because uh, right now, the as I said at the top, the basketball blue bloods are good, Tate. The, really the, good. The, <laughs> really good. <laughs> Kentucky really is. Kentucky is a top 10 team right now. And that's not a joke. They, it's not like uh, an exaggeration. No, they're, no, they're quite literally the number yeah. nine team in the country. And they went to the swamp. The team that America fell in love with last mm-hmm. week, Florida, gets stomped out by Kentucky. So where where did we land on the... Uh, we, we we were laughing about Mark Stoops versus John Calipari. And I, I can't remember where we landed on this. And has Cal come out and um cow is on the bandwagon have you seen that he, he, he was, was on the bandwagon yeah. I, I was i was asking no, no, seriously he, i haven't seen a development put on instagram like a picture of them winning and was like this is what this program does oh nice like he is fully on the bandwagon of uk football in fact in john calipari's mind none of that ever happened and if you bring it up <laughs> you're done get out of his face you're wiped away so the beef is squash it's, it's not only squash he's on the wagon like he's literally loading the wagon and they're like, is that coach Cow? And he's like, he's, what's up, baby? He's a, it's a rubber band effect. He's now overcompensating. And yes. he's like, he, no, loves, he, he, he loves, loves Kentucky football more than Mark Stoops does. He's, he's like saying things that Mark Stoops like, don't say that. Like that's putting too much pressure on my guys. He's like, we're not losing a game this year. Watch yeah. out Alabama. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it uh, though, of all the teams that are K- Kentucky being good, uh, and, and I watched most of that game when they were beating Florida, and, and it was not a fluke. It was like they no. were, like they, they tried to. There there were a few times there where they tried to give the game away, and I was like, oh damn, there go. Because my brain is conditioned for Kentucky football has to play perfectly to go um, into an environment like the swamp and and pull off an upset like that. Uh, and and when mistakes start happening, they're screwed. So when mistakes started happening with Kentucky, you're I mean, like, this I, is I'm the like, recipe. Oh, okay, well yeah. yeah, there it goes. And then they kind of ran away with the game. They kind mm-hmm. of dominated the the, the second half of that by game. 10. Yeah. Um and and yeah, Kentucky's like a legitimately good team. I don't know how good the rest of the teams are. I think Kansas uh beating West Virginia, Kansas has my attention for real. 
But that, but we well, we joked that we always knew so much about Kansas football. Yeah. Even if you don't want to know it, it's in you, your face. You somehow. always know about Kansas football. And this football. year is another great example of that. Kansas finding their way into the zeitgeist. But uh, uh, North Carolina uh, beats App State um, on then, the road. Yeah, true road game. A, a Forty thousand. Who did you guys people. beat this this past weekend? Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Wait, mm-hmm. Okay, that was a close one, wasn't it? It's a tough game. Tough team. Road game. True road game. Was it really? True road game. At Georgia Southern. What is Mac Brown doing? We're, we're playing real hard-nosed football because we're trying to win a title. You played at App State and then at Georgia Southern? Two true road games with a, with a rookie quarterback so, who now leads the nation in touchdowns and in yards. And some people are saying, well, they played three games. And you're right. Three so if, if, if my father was on the show, he would make the argument that Carolina deserves the number one. They should be a top the- five team. They should be number one because they're yeah. three and zero oh and have two true. Graham couches, yeah, Graham couches, <laughs> waving his fist in the air. He's like, "How is Carolina not a top ten team?" Um, so Kentucky, uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to get to the point I was going to make, which is that um, Kentucky, I think, is actually very good. Yes, I, like they're I, real. I, I'm not alone in that thought. Obviously, yes. they're a top ten team. Uh, but when when Kansas beat West Virginia. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying Kansas isn't good. There's obviously some going on. Lance Leopold has something cooking there. Like, I mean, uh, the, the the stats that everyone's throwing out that Kansas hasn't won a game and yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's, you know, the stats. They're owing mm-hmm. God knows how many games and whatever. And, and they I, were down the 14-0 early. Yeah. Like, it, it, they, and then they just started, you know, scoring. They're now 2-0. They're and, oh, um, and I, 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 I can't help but think that's funny to me. And I don't know how good they are, but that one was funny. And then I started thinking through, like, what what are the funniest of all these football schools, again, or all these basketball schools that are now football schools, uh, again, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Indiana, UCLA. I think Syracuse and Maryland are also undefeated football right now. Yeah. Which one of those to you is the funny? Because Kentucky, I'm like, they're in the SEC. That's not really... It's kind of funny because they're the, the one basketball school in the SEC, but... At the same time, I'm I, what my eyes are, are seeing. It's not, not a really, joke. It's not yeah. really a joke. They're like actually very good, and they've been. Mm-hmm. Mark Stoops is, uh, has has built a great program there. I don't think North Carolina is that funny either. When North Carolina is good at football, I'm not I mean, really like shocked by it. Yeah, well, we have all the recruiting classes to to build, yeah, right. but, we, but they just don't produce. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Our our defense on paper is like top ten defense in the country. I think they're ranked 181st or something right now. Um, so. There you go, and I think uh, I think UCLA is not funny to me when whenever UCLA, UCLA can football because UCLA yeah. it's like yeah they beat dude, LSU. Be, I was at that game last year. Yeah. yeah, like UCLA football should be good, but uh, Indiana, Kansas, and Duke. I don't care how many years they, they could go. I mean, Kansas went to a, a damn Orange Bowl not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, 07, was, something like yeah, that. Yeah, fifteen years. I guess starting to get a long time, but yeah, um, Kansas will always be funny to me when they're good at football. And mm-hmm. Indiana, I think those are the two. But how do you? What's the funniest do of all the of well, the, all the basketball schools? You're like, this is hilarious. I hope they go undefeated because that would just for the memes alone. Would be yeah, this terrible. is how you know I'm being objective. The funniest would be Duke, and Duke plays at Kansas on September 24th. There is an there's a head to head blood blood bloodbath on the way. Yes, Duke at Kansas September 24th, and to me, whoever wins that game is the funniest, right? Because Kansas Duke, those are the two teams. Like when I I saw Duke blowing out Temple. You know, I had to look back at the bottom line to say, did they get the, they flip those scores? What what happened here? And Matt Rule, Matt Rule should go back to Temple. That's my new thing. He needs to go mm. back to Temple. He'd be a great coach at Temple. But anyways, Duke would be funny. Kansas is definitely the funniest, though. Kansas fans would admit that. Because even Kansas yeah. basketball fans are, you know, 
they hear those jokes that we talked about that are gone right now, which is they're ready for basketball season. I, so. I think Kansas and Indiana are, are are on another level of Indiana's funny of being one dimension. Like if yeah. it's a football or basketball thing, the sliding scale of how much they care about basketball versus football, mm -hmm. it's Indiana and Kansas. I think they're on. But I've seen Indiana tier. fans like turn into football fans more so than I think I've seen Kansas fans. That's true. I'll, I'll, I'll say the, the like time... I, I want to give Indiana the benefit well, of the here's, doubt. Here's, here's the thing. It's the, there, there's a trickle down from the pro situations. Mm -hmm. And Indiana, football in the state of Indiana, um, obviously Notre Dame has been a, a, a notable program its entire existence. Uh, Purdue has has been in and out for, you know, there, there were periods where you drew, drew Brees. Brees era. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just say it, Drew Brees. Uh, Bob Greasy went there. Yeah. Um, no, you got some hitters. You got some good players. That Kyle Orton almost won a Heisman in 2004 and then fumbled yeah. against Wisconsin. And mm -hmm. Wisconsin scooped and scored and ran it right up me and my father, who were in the end zone. Mike the, Allstott. Right? Mike Allstott. Yeah. He yeah. went to Purdue. Uh, Purdue. Purdue's been good. But like as, as a state, Indiana hasn't really cared about football until Peyton Manning. And then mm -hmm. the Colts started to become relevant. And then there's a trickle down where like high school football got better. Um, Indiana football for a half second didn't get better but like people cared in yeah. a way they never cared they were back in the conversation yeah yeah and they uh, yeah i don't i don't know if that's a moment i don't know if it really matters because like at mm -hmm. the end if you look up their the the team records at the end of the year you probably don't notice much of an uptick but uh a couple years ago they thought they that was really it to me was a couple years ago during the covid year yeah carolina when, and indiana came into the year and they were like we're top 15 programs when iu thought that they belonged in the big 10 championship game because they lost to ohio state but then ohio state had to cancel some games because of covid oh yeah do you remember that and then yeah. iu fans were arguing and then that coming they, to the next season they had a bunch of hype like they were yeah. they were preseason ranked and then the, and then it all went to hell but that I, was last year i think doomy i think uh it 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 doomed the indiana football arc when you you lose to a team and then uh, uh, like Ohio state was undefeated the entire season beat Indiana and head to head. Mm -hmm. And then Indiana fans thought that they deserved to be in the big, that, that was such a loser mentality. I think it's doomed their program. But um, yeah. my point was like, they're, they're based on the Colts, the interest around like the Indiana, I, I feel like the IU fans will pivot to football when like the Colts are good. Cause they'll watch the Colts on Sunday and they're like, damn, why can't we have this? This would be sick if our our college yeah. team was this good, and then they start caring more. And I wonder if the same thing happens because of the Chiefs, you know, mm. like if maybe like Kansas, like slowly over time, yeah, University Mahomes of Kansas, yeah, gets people has slowly is slowly going to get people to care more. I don't know. It's it, but they're both the, that's one that's one A and one B is Indiana and Kansas. The fact that I, I want them both to go undefeated every football season because it's hilarious. I'd like I right I, now Kansas is first in the Big Twelve. <laughs> And just saying that is funny. So I think I think at the end of the day, that's our choice. The funniest blue blood is by far Kansas. It's Kansas. Yeah, I think the Jayhawk on the the helmet also is funny. Like the, the, it just have, looks wrong, a, yeah, right? It, it doesn't look right when they're out there playing football. I mean, like, I think the the Jayhawk looks the, the 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 logo. Kansas logo is just objectively funny. It's just a cartoon. Yeah, bird obviously. Yeah. Very um, Looney Tunes. It's, it's a Looney Tunes <laughs> bird, but there's something romantic about it. Uh, yeah, an Allen Fieldhouse, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. There's there you, you see it in Allen Fieldhouse, and you're, you're like, like it wow, looks, you're like it looks goofy, but it like plays here because mm -hmm. it just looks old timey in a in a historic venue like that, and yeah. it all comes together and ties in. You see it on the side of a football helmet; it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's no other way to describe yeah. it, but funny. It looks like a chicken house or something that is sponsoring like a local rec football <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, what what else is going on in uh, college football that has your attention, dude? It was it was a fun weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Florida, Kentucky was the one that really got everyone going. Um, Miami, are we sure they're good? I also learned this weekend that moral victories are possible in college football. Texas loses, right? But it was pretty shocking that Texas. Yeah, you're what what. what Walk, walk me through this. You're fired up about no. you're, you. You don't you don't you don't love Texas being back. <laughs> I, you're upset about this. No, is this I, a Mac Brown thing. No, Are you I upset used, that Mac no. Brown's going to leave to go back to Texas? Texas is an ally. I like Texas. I pulled for Texas in the 2005 and 2009 championship game. For the record, I like Texas football, but I don't like that Texas lost against Alabama. And yes, they made it a close game, mm-hmm. but the moral victory of a loss got them in the top 25. I've never seen well, that in my entire life. I think the refs is what it was. I think it was refs. I think like if you watch the game, you're like you 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 come away from that saying Texas should the the Texas won that game. The refs were bad both ways. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I think wink, Texas, wink. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I think yeah, that that's so you're it, saying because of that they got a moral bump into the top twenty. And Quinn Ewers hurting his shoulder, um, that was also. You know the, the, that that factored in, but this happened in 2009 in the national championship game. Marcel Darius literally yep. was like, "I'm taking out Colt McCoy." He did take out Colt McCoy. I'll never forget Colt McCoy coming out and then just like looking at his arm. It was like my arm is dead. I can't even move my arm. And then the Alabama defense was celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> we knocked him out, and that was really the changing of the guard in college football to Alabama. So this was a nice moment where if Texas wins this game, I'm, I'm all in on back. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And Arch Manning coming. Exactly. The yeah. pendulum swings back this yeah. way, but then it was, it didn't happen, but still they get the bump as if it kind of did. I don't understand that. It's weird. It's, it's blue blood treatment, dude. It's, yeah. it's we, we're doing it. We, college get football it. people want Texas to be back so badly that they'll, they'll do whatever it takes. And that, that includes, but it, it happens in Notre Dame every year. Notre Dame <laughs> leads the, Notre Dame has more moral Speaking victories. Of, my God. <laughs> I mean, Notre Dame lost to eleven at Ohio State. Lost by eleven at Ohio State, the first game of the of the season, and looked pretty good and, at times. But to your point of like moral victories, it was like in any any program with the there, there's no scenario where Ohio State loses by eleven, and any Ohio State fan was like, "Well, that was pretty bad. We're not too, that was too bad." And that was like Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> that was Notre Dame's takeaway. That was pretty much all the fans that I saw. Those every fan. They're like, we're we look like we could compete with those guys. Yeah. You're like what? Yeah, you you scored. <laughs> you, your offense was dog shit. The whole. Like, how was that? And now their quarterback's out. And yeah. Drew Pines in. I mean, and their new coach Marcus Freeman, who I really like by all accounts, hasn't won a game yet. Is he the greatest zero three coach of all time? That's is what that? people are saying. I think he is. People were saying he's better than Brian. Ke- like Brian Kelly has to be loving every second of it at this point. But he's also a maniac. His press conference, you see he brought a $10 bill today and was like, this is my my donation for like the end of the year party with the media or something. Did he really? Yeah, dude, the guy's dude, a what maniac. a psychopath. <laughs> what a psychopath. College football is crazy. That's, I love college football so <laughs> yeah. much, dude. Because it, it, We miss characters in college basketball, like, like some of the ones we see in football. And I'm ha- actually happy some of them aren't in college basketball because I can just enjoy it from a distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so... This will this. There's no way this will be true by the end of the season, but um, I do feel slightly optimistic that there might be a skosh parody in college football this year. That's skosh. the other part. Just a skosh, <laughs> just a skosh. Um, and uh, you know, I I I get that there are times in every season when when you get excited about that that the uh, that like Alabama the, the, the not chaos just a is going like yeah. like Alabama loses to an unranked team and you're like holy shit Alabama's not going to win the national title. Spoiler alert: they run the table and win the national title. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that's actually ever happened. Don't fact check. But um, 
You know, like they're 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 just well, we even were, didn't Ohio State lose to Virginia Tech? Yeah, we lost to Virginia yeah, exactly. Tech the first yeah. year of the playoff. So everyone we, wrote them out. Yeah. Uh, if if you're of a certain age, you've grown up watching college football in a world where the second a team loses, they're out of contention. Mm-hmm. Um, this new era with the playoff that does that's not how it works. But our brains are hardwired to think that every time a team loses, so like watching Alabama, we had Texas, BCS brains. Yeah, yeah we, we had BCS brains. BCS and, brains. And if, if Bama would have lost to Texas. It ultimately would not have mattered in the sense of like Bama still controls their own destiny yeah. to win a national title, but part of it was that that like <laughs> your your monkey brain is watching that you're like holy shit if Alabama Texas, loses yeah it's they're over. done they're yeah. done the dynasty's done <laughs> yeah exactly throw dirt on them it's over um, so uh, I I I understand that uh, uh, I don't know I I I get sucked into this trap all the time of thinking that like that we might actually see some sort of parody in college football in a way we never have but. Um, I don't know, Bama, Bama looking vulnerable against Texas got me excited because um, there's, I, they they have a, between Bama and Georgia, Bama has clearly a harder schedule. Georgia is sort of a cakewalk until they play Kentucky. SEC East. Yeah. Great play to, great play. That'll, that'll be, Bama has a harder road. Yeah. Um, but looking so susceptible against Texas, I don't know, man, there might be a path where maybe Bama and Georgia don't actually make it. There's not two SEC teams or maybe like Kentucky does get in. Mm. Maybe the second SEC team ends up being Kentucky. That's exciting. Yeah. Right. Am I crazy to think that that could happen? That Kentucky might be Georgia? Cause that's a that's in Lexington, isn't it? Yeah, I like Georgia. The, I like the Georgia Kentucky. As I was just talking about the SEC East, I like that battle for the SEC East, and I like that those two teams are actually going to be legit and fun to watch. And Georgia <clears throat> is by far the best team in the country. Or I think. What if what if Bama loses uh, to Texas A and M? Probably not. Well, they won't lose to Texas A and M. They're gonna beat the shit out of Texas A and M. They play Arkansas though. Arkansas is good. What if Bama loses? Mm. Bama loses like one game along the way um, to an SEC team. They still win their division. They still go to the SEC championship. And then they lose to Georgia. Now they're two loss. Like maybe they they don't make the playoff. Then that's that, then that's juicy. I don't know. I'm starting to see a path where Bama. I'm not like celebrating yet, but like yeah. they, they look susceptible. And you're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. We haven't. Really, see and it, it. it would be nice not to have two SEC teams guaranteed every right. single time because yeah. then everyone else is fighting for two spots. Or if it's going to be two SEC teams guaranteed, it's not the two teams at the start of the season <laughs> that we all circled and said it's going to be these two teams. <laughs> yeah. And they also played for the national championship last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So if like Kentucky's one of those SEC teams or Arkansas somehow mm-hmm. uh, gets in there. That's fun, right? Yeah. Um, Ohio State, Michigan is actually a toss-up at this point. Like, I think e- even the 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 uh, most brash Ohio State fan has to respect Michigan. They beat us last year, you know? Like, you have to... They're number um, four now. Yeah, so the idea coming into the season was going to be Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and then a fourth team, probably Clemson. If not Clemson, maybe like Texas A&M or uh, throw in, you know, USC if you want to get excited about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that seemed to be what, like, everyone's playoff picture was. Now all of a sudden, like I don't know, man. Like from what I've seen so far, I don't think Ohio State is that much better than Michigan. I still think we'll beat them in Columbus, but yeah, uh, the other quarterback is better than McNamara. Yeah, JJ McCarthy. Yeah, he's yeah. like eleven for twelve and looked great. I mean, he he made me believe more in Michigan than you know the, the he's going to start the case. He's going to be their yeah. guy. Um, I do love the JJ that that one guy's name JJ and one guy's last name is McNamara because it just makes it, it my college basketball brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so like JJ Michigan's a basketball school. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> JJ versus McNamara. Great, great debate. So, uh, all right, McNamara won a national title, but he wasn't the best player. Was he him on the national title team? I don't know. But there's a then, chance with this season, <laughs> just talking about that rivalry, they could be one and two. You know, let's say Georgia slips up against like a right. Tennessee, right? Tennessee's another team that Hendon Hooker is just, I've always liked him. He's a winner. So, I mean, they, they're going to figure out how to be in the mix, Tennessee, and then they're going to figure out how to shoot themselves in the foot. But one of those in the mix moments could be upsetting a Georgia or something like that. And that opens the door for Ohio State Michigan one two uh, matchup. That would be sick. Which would be great because that's the best rivalry game in college football. Thank you, Tate. Well, it's very Thank similar you. to Carolina Duke. I have I, I tip my cap. Um yeah, but Ohio State Michigan's a toss up in a way that uh, you know, I, I know Michigan won last year, but um for for a long time it hasn't been you know when when you're yeah. when you're looking at the <laughs> landscape of the Big Ten and you're saying pick a playoff team it's Ohio State 100 percent it was a joke last yeah. year going into the game that Michigan had no chance you know what yeah. I mean? everyone was like Ohio State always mauls these yeah. guys and then it was a snowy and game and this it year out great. Uh, Ohio State's going to be favoring the game because Ohio State will be at home and I think at, at the end of the day um, the 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 talent of Ohio State will when when the Vegas lines come out and all that I, Ohio State's going to be favored I agree I, unless something insane happens between but it'll be like two and a half but, three yeah yeah like and, and if yeah. michigan wins it won't feel like as big of an upset as it did last year my that's just ultimate my ultimate point is like as you look at the landscape of this thing and trying to figure out who's going to come out of the big 10 it's actually like a toss-up there's a debate to be had last year michigan even, states in there yeah, yeah and last year it was like it's ohio state until proven otherwise mm -hmm. this year it's now like i don't know man it was michigan last year and they beat them last year maybe they could do it again uh, USC has emerged. They're fun. I haven't watched a ton of them. I watched a little bit, and Caleb Williams is awesome. Yeah. Um, That's pretty but, much uh, my takeaway. I have not watched much. I watched the Rice highlights, and then I watched a little bit of the Stanford game. I mean, always playing Stanford is tough for USC, so to get a win there is nice. And then Andrew Luck was there. Reminded me about, you know, your Colts theory about football, like Andrew Luck. When he was there, I guess that helped with the football. And then he left, and, and then, then he left, it, and it didn't and help. And it didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. So... Whoa. <laughs> um, uh, they play at Utah October 15th. They Ooh. don't They don't play Oregon in the regular season, USC. Um, nice so, dodge. I, I don't know. They could be – I think they're going to be a factor in the playoff picture, right? Chris, Clemson, our director who went to USC, brought up to me Fresno State, and we have to point out the Bulldogs. Sounds like a trap game. You know what I mean? Fresno State comes up here. Lincoln Riley's thinking what? ahead. What, do they, they, they play this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be careful. At, at USC? Or they yeah, I think it's Fresno? at USC. Oh, that's just that's just like it's a California trap game. So put it on the radar, you know what I mean, for some of the people that are buying stock right now in <laughs> USC football. Watch out for the Bulldogs. That, that just reeks of a uh, a guy who is doesn't want to get ahead of himself and yeah. getting excited about yeah. that. Which is I like yeah. that. That's a good mentality. Chris is gonna say every game's a trap game this season. That that's USC what I is going said. into. Yeah. App State trap game. But no, USC is is there, like there's a real um I I I think Utah would have been in the picture before Florida beat them, but like there's now USC is now gonna be in the playoff picture, I think. Yes. It's, until agreed. They're number seven. You know, right we'll now. check back in after the Utah game in October, but um there's that. There's Clem Clemson, I think, is better uh than they were last year. <laughs> they still need a and, quarterback though. Like they, they still have a major blind spot to me at, at Clemson, but like you said, they have all the talent everywhere else to right. compete with everybody. So they're a top four, you know, potential team. Miami, you said, are we sure they're good? They play at A and M on Saturday. Um, but I, I was just like that. That was a take. Like it, it all starts at the top when Bama looks susceptible. Then I start getting excited about the yeah. rest of everything. But uh, Bama looking susceptible, then there, there was a cascade of like, oh my god, is there maybe some. 
some parody going on in this sport. <laughs> but we're also two weeks in, and we'll look up at the end, and, and when the dust settles, it'll be the same four teams. Yeah, but it's pretty wild that Notre Dame, when we started the year, I remember we had the top 25, the AP rankings, and we were looking at them, and it was like, you could have blindly put, it was like Alabama, Georgia, you know, Ohio State. You could go down and say, mm -hmm. oh, the, that's the exact top five it would be. And Notre Dame was number five, and now they're completely... They suck. Yeah, they're just completely out of the way, which is pretty shocking. But it does open the door to Mike Bray basketball school. I think Notre Dame as a basketball school, that's looking like the future right now. And if I was a Notre Dame fan, I would lean into Mike Bray. And remember that you booed him once upon a time. You yeah. let your students yeah, you boo booed, him. You booed this man. You booed the man who is the future of your sports. Right. And now yeah. your football coach is 0-3. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And, and who's and, is, is anyone booing? Is anyone booing? <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> Mike Bray Mike Bray's just sitting in his office. I, I I'm in a I'm in a tough spot with Notre Dame because I have hated Notre Dame my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, as a non-Catholic growing up in the state of Indiana, it it comes very easy. Uh, to, <laughs> really, as a red-blooded American, and yeah, it comes easy, I guess, for a lot of people. But um, I uh, I I hated Notre Dame forever. Brian Kelly being there was the greatest thing ever because it I, was that, amazing. That man is a scumbag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the like hating Notre Dame with Brian Kelly was a different kind of hatred. Now it's almost like uh, you know, I almost feel bad for him. But now Marcus bit. Freeman, who I was at Ohio State with, and I I don't know personally, but like I, I vividly remember watching him play at Ohio State. I, he was my era of Ohio yeah. State football. Uh he's their head coach. He's a likable guy. Um Great part guy. of me wants to see him succeed for that connection but then like the ohio state part of it but then the other part is like his failures make brian kelly look better you know, <laughs> somehow and that's a disaster we can't have it's that. the worst case it's worst yeah. case scenario like so brian kelly is going to sleep at night and he's smiling yeah and that's not what we want <laughs> we don't want brian <laughs> we don't want brian kelly smiling ever ever um yeah, I don't know, man. That that, that thoughts was my, and prayers those, to the Notre Dame fans. The, uh, what about what about uh, Scott Frost getting fired? That was pretty crazy. I couldn't believe he'd already been there for five years. You know, like I remember, it felt like it was a snap ago that he got hired there to change yeah. Nebraska football. Oh, it goes it, it, goes, it goes quickly, it goes, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes year, quick. Year five came by fast, and uh, yeah, I mean, it really sucks for him because he was the hottest name out there, you know. And he takes the leap of faith. He goes back to his alma mater. That was a no-brainer yeah. hire, but um, I him getting fired was uh, it would have cost him like eight million dollars. No, it would have cost them eight million if they waited till October first. But now it, it's fifteen million. It's fifteen million. If they Is that waited, true? if they waited till October first, apparently in his in his contract. Oh, it, oh, so so it cost them eight million. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why everyone was saying yeah, like yeah, this yeah. seven and a half million thing or exactly, whatever. It was, exactly. It was on top of on top of what they so were. So it cost fifteen million. But had they waited, they could have saved saved eight million. Eight million. But they were so like, we would just get this guy out of my face. Yeah, they're like, which is nuts. They're like, we'd rather pay eight million dollars to get this guy out of our face. And he's this is alma mater. Yeah, which like the, yeah. as far as like coaching carousels go, I don't. Um, if you would have waited till October first, I don't feel like you're behind the eight ball. Really, no, the it, it, it just goes to show like that's how, how much, badly yeah, they hated they're, this they're man. Like, Get this man out of yeah. my face, and because uh, when you're you know supposed to be the one that leads people to the promised land, and you fail at that kind of level, I mean, obviously that that's not fun. But also, who's going to win at Nebraska? It started this whole debate where can you win in Nebraska? You know, that's the college football conversation now, and. Uh, I Bo Pelini. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, think I, I was like, I think I've seen people I've win seen, in Nebraska. Yeah. So I, think, I was like, I'm gonna have to go with a yes for me, um, even though it wasn't Scott Frost. Dude, I thought Nebraska was gonna be good this year. I was stupid enough to like, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say I was one of yeah. the guys that well, was. I think it's been last like the story year, with their team, right? Every last year, year it's like, every game they were. 
Jim and I were in uh, Norman for the Oklahoma game and they Nebraska was like they, they're not like a highly thought of, they, they they went in that game like not highly thought of. They played well. It was close. That was like the story of Nebraska every single game last year. I, I don't know that they win three games last year, I think, but like yeah. of their eight or nine losses, however many they had, it felt like all of them they were in the game at some point. Well, so if, they thought, were surely, if they were Texas, they'd be a top 20 team. Right. Surely they're going to turn the corner this year. Um, that did not happen. They're 0 and 2, and then they fired Scott Frost. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I freaking love co uh, college coaching searches. I love it. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of it. I, a lot of people saying Dave Doran from NC State. Mike, are they? No, no. I just I saw NC State people saying that, so I just wanted to stroke the flame there. But uh, no, I don't know who goes in Nebraska, but they have to get someone that at least is just like I'm trying to lean in. Who's the Brad Stevens of football? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about that as I was because th uh, that that's uh, you know whenever there's a college, it doesn't have to be college. It could be literally any basketball job opens up. I I my my brain starts thinking like, how, is Brad Stevens a viable candidate for this job? Um, Who's that guy for football? Is it Urban? Mm. Is it Urban at this point? <laughs> like, who's who's the guy that no matter what job opens up between like you, you, now and the next five years? Yeah, you put his name you're out. You're gonna throw his name out there yeah. as like a. Uh, yeah, should we call him? I don't know. It's probably Urban Meyer. I think it is. And Coach O is up there too. Coach O. Coach yeah. O could go. Coach O would go anywhere that would welcome in him in as the coach right now. I think even if it was Nebraska, which would be hilarious. That talk about clashing of uh, cultures. It was. Uh, that was that was Gruden forever at the NFL level. Was, I don't think it's going to be Gruden. It's not going to be Gruden anymore. <laughs> I think Gruden, and then Gruden uh, figured yeah, out how to send emails and. Yeah, this, this guy had a ten-year, hundred million dollar deal. I'll never forget that deal either. That was like the hugest deal, and it was it was the same thing we're talking about, which is like someone's trying to pay this guy to come out of the TV world to come. But that back contract to was that contract happened. The Gruden contract happened because uh, in like the ten years leading up to that. Everyone, everyone, wanted everyone John wanted Gruden. Yeah, 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 and his exactly. name, yeah, and he was just like, no, no, don't want to coach, don't want to coach, mm -hmm. and then the price tag just kept going higher and higher. Um, the NFL, it's Sean Payton. Sean, Sean Payton, Sean Payton one. is going to be that guy. Sean Payton, you know why? Because the Dallas Cowboys, after about week six, yeah. you're going to start seeing these reports coming out. Sean Payton would would consider the idea of returning if the Cowboys called. Uh -huh. You know that kind of. Here's thing. here's my answer. I think the Brad Stevens of football, and <laughs> um, I'm going to set it up this way: Brad Stevens being a guy who at no point in time has shown any interest whatsoever in going back to college, but I disregard all of that evidence and I choose to believe that he wants to go back to college mm -hmm. just based on my own feelings towards the matter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, deep down. Just because deep down, I think that's what he should do. Uh, it might be Cl Cliff Kingsbury. That's a good one. What if one. it's Cliff Kingsbury? And he's like, he's, he's like, if I floated Cliff Kingsbury to Nebraska, everyone would say that's insane. Um, he's got a great thing going in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, are we sure it's a great thing going in Arizona? Mm. Are we sure? Yeah. Think about that. Chew on that one, everybody. Yeah. Are we sure this man isn't better suited to go back to college? And he definitely, than... he and Kyler Murray, I don't know what the word is for their relationship, but I would say contentious is probably close to what it is. I mean, he made the guy call plays to see how hard it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there, there can't be the best. Like I think there's some love lost there. But that's so. a tactic that works in college. You know exactly. Like that, you can in you can pull that kind oh, of shit in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In college, it that's a wow, great call. Yeah. And if he goes to Nebraska, he would be like a king there. I would assume. Cliff Kingsbury is the Brad Stevens of football. I think. I, I think like the I think young guy that's pick. like a. Uh, he's Hot never name. technically won. I mean, Stevens had more success than uh, yeah. Stevens had a lot more success than Clint. But he never technically won. He never technically like won a national title. Yeah. But it's 
Um, got close. Got close. Very Texas. Had a lot of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a lot of buzz, had a lot of excitement. Um, how about the uh, A&M? I, I wrote this down too. I want to talk about this. The y'all leaders getting roasted for the, uh, <laughs> the App State stuff. Yeah. I mean, apparently, right, the video got taken down or like uh, it was like a very Scientologist uh, takedown. Jim, uh, a year later after going there. Um, <laughs> upon reflection. Upon reflection. Your thoughts. Because uh, I, I still like, I still think back on our experience there and it was a great time. You know, and like I watched the video of this guy at the, uh, the what, what, what was it called? Midnight Yell? Midnight Yell. Midnight Yell mm -hmm. for the App State game. And it's, it's it's you know it's it's indefensible how corny it is and, and yeah. stupid and everything and it's a friday night at midnight jesus christ but i think back on our time there dude and watching them beat number one alabama that was sick and yeah so where where do we fall now a year later it was fun but it's definitely a weird vibe there all yeah. those roles and everything all those people follow yeah i don't know not my scene am i allowed to i guess what i'm saying is like yeah, am I jim not a big rules guy Am I allowed publicly to say that the Texas A&M game I went to was one of the coolest things I've ever seen? Yeah, you can definitely mm -hmm. say that. <laughs> oh, I know I could say it. I'm just wondering what the response is going to be when I do say that. I think there's going to be some questions asked. They're going to say, what did they do to you while you were there? Exactly. Are you indoctrinated? Exactly. Because that's the thing. Like, No one says that unless they're like, you just got to come and see it for yourself. But that like puts you into the trap. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to go into the beehive. I believe you. I'm, I'm sure. I, I walked wrong. away from it thinking like if Texas A&M, like I was stupid enough to believe that like my visit there could help them turn a corner. <laughs> I thought that they and were a military they have the school. top recruiting class though? Yeah, you know? I, it had so nothing like, to do with me, but it was just like, people. oh my God, are we? was I there for the moment that Texas A&M is back? Is back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they beat Bama. They have the great recruiting class. Name, image, yeah, likeness. How did they convince all those people to go there? I mean, uh, I mean, money, money, uh, duh, duh. Duh. money. Also, Von Miller, like he embarrasses the Rams and basically is like, "I'm the reason y'all won a Super Bowl." And then they interview him afterwards. He's like, "Gig him." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so they're they're on the biggest stage as well. Texas and I and I thought uh my because my my stance when we came away from it was like all oh, this is corny as shit. It's very obviously a cult. This is very weird. If my kid said he wanted to go to Texas A and M, I would you know throw him in a padded room until he yeah. changed his mind. Yeah. Um. The, the, all of that is true, <laughs> but at the same time, if you win and you beat Alabama on a last second field goal, it's pretty I start, cool. I start listening. I start listening. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was thinking like maybe this is the turning of the corner, and if A and M can be good mm -hmm. this year and uh run the table or or you know actually make a playoff whatever wh whatever standard it is like actually be very very relevant beyond like johnny manzel being good for a little bit and then beating alabama uh on a field goal um like actually have a sustained thing maybe the corniness starts to wear off or like maybe you know maybe every time texas a&m does anything we're not all pointing and laughing at how absurd of a culture they have there mm -hmm. um and then they lost to app state and that video has been circulating like crazy and i'm like uh, you're like I, I, I guess we're you're back like yeah we that is weird <laughs> you're like looking at it now you're like man what was i even thinking uh <laughs> it's also insane that app state actually would attack because when app state and carolina were in their shootout you know and they were putting up 61 points on carolina i was thinking to myself it's gonna be so bad when they go to texas a&m and texas a&m beats them you know 63 to 3 mm -hmm. and then everyone's like <laughs> you guys gave up 60 points in these posts <laughs> But thank God. That, so the, the fact that that was already cemented in my brain when I I didn't even watch any of this game. I, I was out and about in Milwaukee at a wedding. And then I look at my phone and it was very hit me like Michigan almost where I was like, 
Like, what, wait, what? And yeah. it's final score. Then I watch the highlights, and it still makes no sense. I was listening. Uh, I can't recommend this enough, by the way. So I was uh, I was back in the Midwest for a long time. Uh, that's not the part I'm recommending. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not necessarily I, recommend I, that. Uh, but, quick, Milwaukee, beautiful city. Had a beautiful day. Really? Yeah, had a beautiful. You enjoyed day. Milwaukee? Yeah, gave me Chicago vibes. Yeah, I'm, well, it's I'm, a, it's a I will never sh- talk bad about Milwaukee. Like it's, it's, any any kind would, of bad thoughts I had. I would argue it's out. the best suburb of Chicago. In fact, that Milwaukee <laughs> is. Uh, that's I've always seen it that way. So there you go. Um, no, I, I like Milwaukee as well. Yeah, thumbs up. Nice. Two thumbs did up. you see the Did you see the Fonz statue? No, there, there's a Fonz. <laughs> so I thought you were doing that. Well, there's a Fonz serendipity statue. there. Um, uh, I was I was driving. Uh, uh, I was spending a lot of time in the Midwest. I I borrowed my mother's car to drive back and forth from Columbus to Indy. Yeah. See family, but then, you know, see Bronny and then go see family. <laughs> then go see Bronny. Future family. Um, so uh, I'm, I was driving on Saturday. I forget which direction I was. I was probably going from Columbus to Indy. Uh, and I was listening to, uh, she's got like the serious deal in her car. So yeah, you can yeah. listen to like, oh, there's a billion channels. And I found the, uh, I did this for the end of the Notre Dame game. I found the Notre Dame broadcast. And then they lose, and I flipped it over to the Texas A&M game, <laughs> and I was listening to the Texas A&M broadcast, and that's the part I can't mm-hmm. recommend enough, is listening to the local Homer radio of like the big powerhouse program. As they're, It's very specific recommendation. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but if you can find it. But if you can find it. <laughs> listening as they're getting their hearts ripped out by a tiny-ass school that they thought they were going to beat by 50. It was it was comedy, dude. It was like, there at one point, um, I think it, it, it must have been the A&M game. There was, yeah, because App State, Correct me if I'm wrong. Like App State was running the clock out, but they yeah. it was fourth down, and there was still like two seconds left. I think it doesn't matter. But but there was there was one point where like they they were playing the clock game, like trying to figure out do they have enough to just start kneeling it? Do they not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys on the radio call were like they they were really trying to hold out the sliver of hope that in one second <laughs> yeah, they, they might get... fumble the snap, <laughs> scoop, run seventy eight yards for a time, you know. <laughs> They're like, then, still got two other, seconds yeah. in this one. <laughs> yeah, the, other guy's, the other guy's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't see it happening. Well, no, nah, I don't. Yeah. You know, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen Stranger Things. And then, and, then the, and then you finally hear the defeat in his voice where he's like, yeah, I don't know. And think there you have it, Mountaineers 17, <laughs> Aggies 14. <laughs> but you hear like the, the big, uh, uh, Notre Dame kept throwing interceptions, right? Yeah. At the end of the game. Yeah. Um, and and I had no idea what was going on because I'm listening to the broadcast and when they throw the pick, they just get silent. <laughs> they, don't, they don't say what happened. <laughs> they just, they just drop back the pass. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, it was intercepted. That's mm-hmm. how they did. And so, that'll yeah. be a uh, herd's ball on the 31 yard line. First and 10. <laughs> I was cracking up. It was so good. No, it makes it feel real when you're listening to like like you said, the local radio broadcast of a college football game. So, yeah, or college it basketball, does, yeah. either one. It's just like and then the ads hit different, you know. Like but it ads. gives you it gives you an understanding of how big of an upset or how big of a gut punch it is when you're listening to the Homer team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just the 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 sadness in there because they're 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 they are in no way, shape, or form professionals about it. They are very obviously <laughs> like human beings, just like watching yeah. this game, and they have the exact reaction that you and I have. Uh, when we're watching and that's why fans and, love listening yeah. to it yeah. they're like that's me right yeah now. and then they call into the and then, show and they're like i cannot believe that we did not go for it on fourth and one it's also why when it's a national broadcast that they're watching they get pissed off that the, <laughs> <laughs> that they don't know the team <laughs> or that yeah. they're not they're not as happy for yeah yeah why aren't you excited we just threw a touchdown yeah when gus johnson gets excited that michigan scores on ohio state ohio state fans like lose i hate gus, gus, gus why, why is gus so excited 
What is he pulling for Ohio State? That's what the, the team that loses every time. Like the broadcasts are pulling for the other team. Because it seemed like he got really excited every time they scored touchdowns. And he never got excited when we never scored, I guess. Maybe, well, I guess maybe that's why. Yeah, I guess that's why. Uh, it'd be funny if uh, the local announcers, like, say they're down three touchdowns or four touchdowns when it's, like, out of hand, you know, with, like, two minutes left and they throw a pick. They're like, and the game's over. And they actually stop covering the game. They, they, just, they, just, they just shut up. They yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, Mercy no, rule. They just like wrap it up and like they have some other filler rerun show come on. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like they literally yeah. are like, this game's over. Golden Girls, the podcast. That's what I would do. It's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be like, and that's all, folks. Shut it down. That reminds me, my uh, my favorite thing to do every football season. And uh, I, I busted this out um, during the Bama Texas game like 40 times. Is to prematurely say this one's for this is for the game right here. Yeah. Um. On like second and nine, mm -hmm. it's like six minutes left. That's that's a classic. Uh, one. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and second a nine quarter. point game. Yeah. I'm like, well, this fullback is, ties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is it right this here. All it comes down to right this. <laughs> for the Gipper. <laughs> that everyone in the room's like, or, is it? Does he know something? I don't know. Yeah. And they're doing the math, trying to figure out. Or just like right when the other team snaps it, you're yelling pick six. Pick six. <laughs> I do that. I'm the guy that I'll, I'll call pick six, like every Fumble. play, and then it happens. Yeah, you like told, called told it. you. I called call it, it, and I'm running it. around the I room. Saw like, I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw the coverage. <laughs> Quick break to talk about our friends at First Leaf. Somebody listening to this right now. It might be you. Yes, you listening. It might be. I don't know. Maybe not. But there's somebody listening to this that uh, you, you you need the you need the talking to that that taking a bottle of wine to a party is the move. You're you're. You're at, you're at the age now, you get invited over to a dinner party, you, you need to start taking something with you. And if you want to be classy, take a bottle of wine. You're not in college anymore. You're not, you know, I don't know who it is that's listening, Tate, but somebody Someone needs is. to hear this message yes. that you are at the time in your life where you could be the take the bottle of wine over to someone's house guy. It is a great move. Do it. You're going to love it. Hmm. And when you decide to be that guy, Turn to First Leaf because it feels like you need a degree in grapes to find great wine. You can shop by label or try to remember what tannins are. It should be easier, and it is. That's why First Leaf does all the hard work for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world and selects only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like and what you don't, then send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. And if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will credit you for another. It does not get any simpler than that. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus shipping. Do the math on that. Bust out a calculator. Mm. Great deal. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash Tate to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash Tate. Go do it. Become the wine guy. You will love it. You'll look back on your life and you'll say, "Why did I not do this sooner?" Yep. What are you? Uh, what do you? Were you at the Chargers game on Sunday? No, I, I was flying back from I had a wedding for my boy Austin Fly in Milwaukee. So I was actually back in Minneapolis. First time I was there since uh, the 2019 Final Four. You God's still have Charger plan. season tickets? Yeah. Okay, but you weren't sold. Sold. sold How many games tickets. do you go to here? Would you say? I'd say average around three and a half. Three, okay. Because I go for about a half of one game. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> uh, but uh yeah i mean because i wanted i was excited to talk to you about the chargers and raiders but, i watched the game at a bar did? in minneapolis at the airport yeah and i and the guy sitting next to me was the word he was the one yelling fumble and uh interception <laughs> and he he was explaining football to the bartender lady who definitely didn't want it to be explained to her um but yeah i was really <laughs> impressed justin herbert unbelievable 
And Justin Herbert's story, like he was like a fan of Oregon football, went to games with his family, mm-hmm. you know, and then just like was like, I just want to be the quarterback of Oregon. And now I'm watching him play with the Chargers. I'm like, this guy's like, I mean, he he might be really one of them once. I, whoa, whoa. I, I'm not going to say he's him, but I think he might be one of them once. So I'm excited about that. And also the defense looked great. There is a, a there, there are like five or six quarterbacks. The, 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 I, I make this point all the time whenever we, we talk about football. That division has four quarterbacks that I would take any freaking day of the week, the AFC West. Mahomes, yeah. Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. But Derek, Derek Carr threw three picks, so he's not good right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. We, we yeah. have to and Russell that. Wilson will find out tonight because uh, right. he might have just been good in that system. <laughs> you know, like Is he actually good? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Good and, then, and then if yeah. he does play well tonight, then it might just be the stadium. Yeah, he's only good in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, he's comfortable there. Can he play in the altitude? Can he play? Yeah, can he play in the altitude? We still don't know. I might tweet that um, tonight. After he wins, can he play in the altitude though? But Justin Herbert has uh, gotten to a point where he is. Uh, um, he's one of the quarterbacks you can't really criticize. Not that I want to, but I'm saying like, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels like no, that, he's that he's, cracks me up every year with football. That that if you paid attention to the media and especially on the internet, because the internet is obviously more negative than than uh, anywhere else. But uh, if, if you paid attention, you would believe that there are like five or six quarterbacks that can actually play this game, and the rest of them are just it's bozos terrible. Yeah. with their chicken chickens with their head cut off out there. Um, and it all depends on like what game they're, you know. They're, yeah. They're Justin Fields. It's like literally the outcome of the game. Justin yeah. Fields and Trey Lance are playing in a monsoon, and the field is just absolute shit. And you can't throw. Shit. You can't it's see five feet yeah. in front of you. And I was in the Midwest during that game, and it was raining. It was miserable. I was like, I can't believe these guys are playing in this game. But like you said, people are like Trey Lance sucks. Yeah. I'm like, Who can play quarterback? Justin Fields is four for twelve at one point. And you're like, get rid of this asshole. He sucks. <laughs> and maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But it's yeah. just, it's hilarious that. uh but Justin Herbert has gotten to the point where um, if Justin Herbert was playing in that game and it was, you know, and he was he was five for 17 with an interception, you would just talk about how bad the weather is. You yeah, wouldn't talk course. about Justin Herbert. And of that's, course. That's like rarefied air. He's, yeah. already, he's already gotten there. Uh-huh. So that's cool. No, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm really excited uh, to be a Chargers fan. I uh, After I watched the Panthers, which I... I might be convinced they are the worst team in football. You know what I mean? I, I did want to ask you that question: Who you think the worst no, team on. in football they, is after one week? Don't don't even try to rationalize it. Don't it's say Notre Dame. Like, it's definitely Notre Dame. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's one hundred percent Notre Dame. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay. So the, the, who's the worst team in week one? Who's the worst, uh, who's the worst team in worst, football? Worst team in football? Yeah. It's a great question because, like, you know, the Patriots they they put their bid in. The Panthers put their bid in. The Colts put their bid in. Um, yeah. The Falcons. Literally through that game, the Falcons won every fast of that game until they were like, "Oh yeah, we're me, supposed to be tanking." So they were in there; they're in the mix. Um, but the Panthers looked the worst. The Panthers almost won though. Didn't it take like a long field goal? Yeah, but at the end, the but it, they were never going to win. They, they had losers mentality. And did you see what Matt Rule had on the sideline? He looks over his uh, head. He's looked over his head for about five years. Got to go back to Temple. I uh, I'm gonna say the the Cowboys. That's a good answer. I'm gonna say the Cowboys are the worst because I th- I think that'd be good for engagement. I think that's yeah, a that's, that's the good. answer that yeah, gets that drives yeah. aggregators the, love the, that one. The aggregators, yeah. You guys are disrespecting my Jets. Oh yeah, I forgot the Jets played. Yeah, are, we, are they? <laughs> Who do the even Jets considered play? a football team? They anymore? played Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson looked pretty good. And they got smoked. I assume I mean, twenty-four to nine. I mean, uh, the Cowboys and the Panthers scored a touchdown. Is, so. what, what's what's uh is Zach Wilson healthy? He's out. No. It was Joe Flacco time. Yeah, well, Zach, how long is Zach Wilson out? 
it's like four weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks, okay. something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, this Shit. is so jet, jet season over before it begins. Flacco was tanking. just Flacco was tanking against the Ravens. That's yeah, all, that's all it was. Uh-huh. There's just he wanted Lamar. To shout get out to the guy, they have Mike White, dude. We were at the. Uh, I don't know the guy who does it, but the uh, uh, when when the Super Bowl was here, um, I went to a Westwood one party that both of you were invited to, and didn't see you there. But um, <laughs> I was not invited. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jim was not invited. Jim was definitely not invited. Um, the uh, the the. Uh, they they had like a one of the, like a Super Bowl party deal at the top of uh, some some hotel whatever. That was Kevin Harlan, right? Yeah, Kevin Harlan yeah, was yeah. was there like MC in it or something. But they had the guy they they had the guy who sets the schedule for the NFL there speaking, mm-hmm. which I thought was like a very uh, nerdy. Like I'm not sure like the the crowd of LA really gives a damn about this, but I was so fascinated listening to him talk about how he comes up with the the, um, the, the matchups schedule. and the master yeah. schedules and what games are going to be prime time and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I forget the guy's name. It obviously left a great impression on me, Tate. <laughs> Don't even remember who it was. But uh, I, I was listening to him talk about it. And then I looked up at this week one schedule, and I thought, this is this is incredible with Baker Mayfield playing the Browns and Russell Wilson playing the um, Seahawks. Seahawks. Genius. And then Joe Flacco's playing the Ravens. Like, all the uh, it, it all it all was beautiful. And what's crazy beautiful about that game. is, like, you would have never known because Zach Wilson should have started that game. Baker right. Mayfield was in Cleveland. At the, you know what I mean? Like Khalil he, Mack playing the Raiders. He did all of yeah. this. Like, I mean, he obviously knew something, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that was cool. So, have anyway. you ever noticed that when Packers people... also might be the worst team? Oh, what? Packers. Yeah, Packers are the worst. Packers team. are the worst team. Packers yeah, are the worst Aaron Rodgers. So the Jets don't. Have no, Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers is done. I think he's done too. I think. Uh, I think wrap it. And up. I think this is the year Tom Brady retires. Oh, I think he's, I think he retires. Think, think his last one. Yeah, this is his last ride. And uh, what else can we? And the Cowboys are bad. And um, yeah, Raiders also bad. <laughs> Raiders are also bad. Patriots. And Patriots are actually really bad, it looked like. Have yeah. you noticed for the scheduling, though, with like a revenge game? That game was in Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always the team that left is always playing like at the guy's new stadium. It happens in basketball, oh. too. It's really strange. Like when Kevin Durant was playing against. Like the or he was with the Warriors. He never goes back to the. Yeah, it's never the first that first. But game that's when happening they come tonight. Back, it always happens randomly. Tonight it is. Oh, he's yeah. it's Russell in Wilson's in Seattle. Oh, yeah. it's in Seattle. Nice. Yeah, which is why it's juicy. And but he's more comfortable in Seattle, like you said. Right. So it's kind of a cheat code for him. Pete Carroll to Nebraska. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Pete Carroll. Was, Pete Carroll was the Brad Stevens. Pete, he was a Brad Stevens. <laughs> Pete Carroll from was a Nebraska. Brad yeah. Pete Carroll was a Brad Stevens for sure. But then he had success. But but even even like when he won a Super Bowl in Seattle, I was people I, were still like I still thought like oh so now he's done what he he, he went to the yeah. NFL to do now he'll definitely go Pete back Carroll to, to Florida yeah. yeah checks out we could go back to the Jets we could use it. <laughs> the Jets I'm sorry about the Jets Jim has Tony Bennett said no to the Nebraska job by the way mm. should we keep an eye on that mm. um, Coach I, K I, th- <laughs> I think it is the dog they're not going to hire a dog Jim. yeah they can't hire a dog, can't that, hire that, a dog. even though he's related to. Is there a rule a that says a dog? Coach. <laughs> is there a rule that says a dog can't coach? That's football? true. That's true. I don't know. I think that's a movie from the nineties. <laughs> um, it's Urban. Urban's Urban's the Brad Stoops. What about Stoops? Stoops is it Bob Stoops? Isn't that old? Yeah, he coached the bowl game, right? What if Bob Stoops did, did Bob he, Stoops coach the Oklahoma? for Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What if Bob Stoops did a Rick Pitino and went oh. coached at Oklahoma and then left? That's a good one. And then too. when he comes Rick back, Pitino he goes to, to a rival. Yeah, of Rick Pitino. To Brad. <laughs> Eric Bob Stoops in Nebraska. <laughs> I like that. And it's like a Rick Pitino deal where that, yeah. that rivalry gets turned on its head and all the Oklahoma fans. I think it to... does have to be either like an old legacy coach like that 
like an even like an Al Golden or something where it's like, oh, I remember when he was the the hot coach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then or it has to be like someone that no one's ever heard of that's just gonna be like Sean McVay, like 30 years old in the mix. What about Tom Osborne? Bring him back. 85 years old. Mm. I, I'm I'm for that. I'm pro that. I'm uh I let let uh I mean Joe Paterno coached until he he died basically. He basically mm-hmm. died on the sideline. I remember when Joe, he got his leg broken. Yeah. I remember that. I was thinking more when he crapped his pants at Ohio Stadium and then had to mm. go change his underwear uh, in the <laughs> locker room. But yeah, there there were many signs that Joe Paterno should probably hang it up, and he refused to. Really? What else happened? <laughs> uh, are you <laughs> moving on? Are you uh, are you drinking the Dan Campbell Kool Aid? I am because I think I am. I am. I not only am I drinking the Dan Campbell Kool Aid when the Lions got up seven to zero in that game, I felt myself pulling for the Lions like Jamal Williams had like a 10 yard run I'm like fist pounding at the at the bar I'm like mm-hmm. why I'm like I'm a Chargers fan why, 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 why am I invested in the Lions um but yeah Dan Campbell how could you not like the guy how could you not like the coaching staff and all the guys that this is the first hard, hard knocks I've watched all the way through and God knows how long so I mean, it's been a while I, I was yeah. pulling for Rodrigo out there he was he made some few mistakes made a few plays and it was a really good game it really was. Dan Campbell's the uh, he's he's got the uh, obviously a type of shtick for ba- lack of a better word that is is better suited for college and um, yeah, it seems corny and but but again like hard he'd knock, be an amazing college coach. Hard knocks, I guess, like is it, 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 uh, you know I'm not going to say that by watching hard knocks I actually know what it's like to be inside the locker room on a day to day basis but it but it seemed like all the guys love him yeah and until i start hearing people talk about how he's a cornball and a loser and he's he, he's just a rah-rah guy cheerleader i don't think he is if everyone on the team is buying in then like what he was doing up downs yeah he's a part of the team because i'm watching and he, I'm and like, he this addresses guy them rules. as men yeah I, I, yeah I like i love how he talks to him you know what i mean he absolutely rules he's almost like he's, a throwback he's a coach that if i played for i would i would I'd love run him through forever. a brick wall i would for him. Yeah. i would i would but like I would then, you know, like I, I retire, I would only say good things about Dan exactly. Campbell for the rest I'd of my life. I'd be quoting things that Coach Campbell yeah. told me. Yeah. You know? Like this one time I was really down and Coach Campbell actually came to me and talked to me. You know what I mean? But that at the same time, I also realized that that running through a brick wall is not exactly how you win football games. <clears throat> no, there. Are, <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> it takes more than that, actually. So uh, I'm curious to see how good of a coach he can actually be. And, you know, I don't think I don't think the Lions are. Exactly. The good news is that he's with the Jumping Lions. Jumping off the page so it's, it's with the like, roster. Yeah, but if he lays down a foundation of we're going to compete in every game, we're not saying, like, even if they won seven games, yeah, eight games, they're close to the line of the wild card or whatever, that's a success for what Detroit had become. Detroit was, I mean, just completely off the, the laughing No stock. one cares. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he made me care about Detroit. Um, anything else in the world of football that we care about? You know where Dan Campbell played college football? Texas A&M, right? Mm-hmm. It's Texas A&M. Dude, it's, it's everywhere. But if he... But, it's a pervasive okay, culture. So I can't imagine him Emphasis there dealing with those people. culture. <laughs> yeah. But, but do you think... I wonder how much the football players have to... Do that. Do that. Not much. Nonsense. Mm. I think it's more like they're Tom Cruise in Scientology. Where like everything around they're them just, is staged for perfection. And they're like, how could you not love this life? You know what I mean? Look how great yeah. my life is. 
but then everyone else is doing some stuff. They're like, what? And they're like, what's happening over there? They're like, no, don't. don't I don't know if that. that's the best example to make it seem like they're not weirdos, though. To well, say that I mean, they're definitely they, weirdos. There, there has they're to be still a, weirdos. There's, there's a they're... skosh of weirdo. Yeah, it's just a skosh. Just a skosh. You do of have to be a sk- You have you have to be a little bit of a weirdo to go on a recruiting visit there and be like, this is sick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you told me it wasn't a military school, I think I, uh, that's what broke me. But it, but it cosplay, was. Cosplay, you called it. Yeah. Oh, he was cosplay, yeah. Military cosplay. But, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, maybe I'm a weirdo because I did think. Dude, just a skosh. I mean, everyone's a little weird. If you, if you went on, if. I've if, never been there. If you were. Know, I don't even know what I think about it. If you were a five-star recruit and you went to the, I'm telling you, you went to that Alabama game and all the like swaying back and forth and the, the weird ass yeah. chance and like the, the guys in overalls doing the gun shit, you'd be like, this is weird. <laughs> but then when they beat Alabama, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it's like, like. There's clarity. That there's clarity, comes dude. Yeah, it all makes yeah. sense. You're like, I get like, it, it, it. It all, all the puzzle pieces come together. And, Wait, I get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. Had he missed that kick? How do you miss the kick? It would be totally different. You'd just be crapping all (laughs) over it. By the way, I thought of another person for Nebraska. Who? Dominican Sue. (laughs) Teach the kids. And by the way, (laughs) I just Googled him and to see if he's still available. He is a free agent. And he said, there's an article, he's ready to be the head coach of the Huskers. Oh, my God. That's a great call. And he's Mm -hmm. like the Dan Campbell of Nebraska. He he just drills of stepping on people. (laughs) Him doing the Oklahoma drill against his players. <laughs> he used to play soccer. Maybe they're just doing soccer drills. I don't know if you ever heard that. His 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 name image likeness idea is uh, just to dump a bunch of money onto the practice field and let the players fight for it. <laughs> He's like, who wants it? Lock them all like, in a room. One crazy. guy gets out. Yeah. I mean, Dominican Sue would actually be an amazing coach. I mean, I mean, all the refs would be so scared. Oh my god, they'd yeah. be so intimidated. That's a great point. That's Jimmy. one. You have the refs. I mean, in his back this is pocket. one if day ago, gonna Nebraska football legend throws yep. his hat into the ring for head coach. <laughs> yeah, and Dominican Sue, and you know it's real because it's on Fox News. <laughs> and and his quote is, "If anyone's asking, I'm ready to be the head coach." Same, by the way, dude. He, there, they, there's a lot of headlines. He's pushing this. I'm, I'm in the can- hire Sue. He said he'll fight anyone for the position. Yeah. <laughs> I'll step on. There are no nuts that I won't step on to get this yeah, position. I'll punch anyone in the nuts. Who do I have to kill to become the head coach? I mean, it's it's one or two options. Coach Nebraska or go back and join the Bucks late in the season. You know, these are his two. I mean, yeah. Nebraska's better. Um, is, is anything else before you get to shout outs? No. Should we do shout outs? Yeah, let's do some shout outs. Do you have any shout outs, Jim? Are there any shout-outs, close-outs, anything, when, um, anything happening? I, I think it's funny that Tate hates Texas football because of Mac Brown. Like, <laughs> no, he's the guy who dated Texas. your girlfriend. Texas yeah. football is the guy who dated your girlfriend before you. I love Texas. Hilarious. I said I don't yeah, like... Yeah, why are you threatened by that? Like, <laughs> I you know. can't, like, you, you I don't can't, like moral victories. Why can't you You're be mature enough? Now. Be, yeah, be mature You're, enough to know that like, now. every... Like, what women can't have lives before you? <laughs> yeah. Look. Is that... No. Do you think you own them, Tate? Yep, that's what he said. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I love Mac Brown and I love Texas football <laughs> under Mac Brown. I just I don't respect giving losers winners treatment. That's not for me. I don't I'm not a Duke fan. I, I'm not I don't I don't do that. So any more shout outs? Mm. <laughs> I'll think of one. Um the twenty twenty four Maui field is set. It includes, according to John Rosty, North Carolina. Your North Carolina Tar Heels. Let's go, baby. Going to, you, you guys are going to Atlantis this year, right? Yeah. And then Maui next year? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. 
And Madison Square. We're in the Wait, Jimmy, no, the, not Maui next year because you're because this is 2024. 2024, next not year, next so year. Two years, two years. But we're playing in the Jimmy B Classic as well. Doesn't this highlight kind of how insane it is that this is coming out right now? This isn't even. We still have two more Maui Invitationals to play before before this one. This group even plays. I think this is a recruiting ploy. I think that North Carolina wants oh. someone in the class of 2024, and they asked John Rothstein to propagate that they will be in Maui in 2024 Do you to think, get a recruit. To come and play. Do you now. think Hubert Davis will still be the coach? Yes. For this Maui Invitational. Yes. <laughs> yes. Facts. Or do you think Brad will, Stevens will, will be Armando the coach Baycott if, still be on the team? It's a great question. That would be amazing. Um, UConn will be in the field. Mm. Michigan State, Memphis, Iowa State, Colorado, Dayton, <laughs> and a team to be named later. Which, uh, if 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 you're reading the tea leaves, it's probably going to be an SEC team, is it not? I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the one power conference is not represented here. Um, the the which goes to show that this is definitely like very early on in the process. Yeah, I'm in a confirmed field. Tennessee is playing next year. Arkansas is playing this year. Uh, Texas A&M played last year in Vegas, so it can't be any of them. Yeah. Um, Alabama was 2020 in Asheville. I think they could technically do it, but they probably that they, probably they're, probably, they're probably not going to ask Alabama that quickly. Georgia was 2019, the last one in Maui. They're definitely not going to ask. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Georgia will not. Be Georgia back. will not be back. Um. So it's like what Kentucky, Florida, Auburn. I, th I think Florida. That's who I see in my head. Florida makes a lot of sense. Florida yeah. with Todd Golden. Kentucky would be too. If if it's, it's Kentucky, too that's too much. It's too much that's blue blood. Yeah. yeah, and in Kentucky and Carolina fans like being at a neutral site together. That's just that's, uh, that's a lot have, of that's a lot of people running into each other and like saying smart ass comments. Dude, Kentucky, Carolina, UConn, Michigan State, Memphis. Like Memphis with the cow part of all this. Yeah. And Michigan State, yeah, that's too much. Too that's, much. That's too much going on. It yeah, can't we can't. Have, we can't have Cal. Probably doesn't even want that. You know what I mean? Florida feels right. Auburn, maybe. Auburn. LSU, maybe. Al but, uh, if Auburn's there, then I can already see in my head Auburn beating Carolina in the championship. So. Um, next year's field, and the reason I'm doing this, by the way, is just uh like like I said, it's still a long way off. But I'm just reminding everybody that Maui is Maui's very much back. Maui, yeah, yeah. Maui, oh. fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, next year's field is Kansas, UCLA. Syracuse, Gonzaga, Purdue, Marquette, Tennessee, and Shamana. <laughs> All bangers. That literally. No skips. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no complaints on this side. Even Shamanad. I, I wish Shamanad was in it every year. Yeah. I, I, I do wish they went back. The every to that. other year. It but... does make it a little special though, now that it's every other year. Because when they are in it, I'm gonna appreciate it more. And people forget Shamanad should have beat Anthony Edwards in Georgia in twenty nineteen. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards hit a three to win that game. So Shamana was on the verge of a major upset. Maybe Shamana. I feel like they're going to do. They're they're going to go the other way instead of going back to Shamana playing every year. It's going to go to Shamana playing every four years. So every every guy that comes to Shamana gets one crack at the Maui Invitational. If you stay mm. at Shamana for four years, if you have a four year career, you only get one Maui Invitational. You have to make it count. Um, I don't know. I, that, that would be. Shamana. Now I'm thinking through. Like Shamana winning the Maui Invitational is that. The most like is that, that what we're waiting on as sports fans to make yeah. us feel alive again? Yeah, <laughs> I think that would break like the world's brains collectively. I th like since the Cubs won the World Series, I've I've been trying to figure out like what I'm waiting on as mm -hmm. a sports fan now, and it's a Hoosier to win the Indy 500 is definitely number one on my list. Nice. Um, USA winning the World Cup, I think I'll be waiting a while on that one. <laughs> but Shamanad winning the Mount Invitational. That should be on there, I think. That should definitely be on there. We're also 69 days away from the World Cup starting on Fox. Are we? 
Yeah, on 69 Fox? days. You know, they had the countdown when you walked in. Oh, you saw that when you walked in? I was like, that's a shout out. I was like, damn, dude, Tate's a company man here. And you just, <laughs> you just saw it walking in. Yeah, I was like, it's like, put that one in the back pocket for uh, <laughs> shout outs. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Shamanad winning it. The, they just need like a homegrown talent. Or like Ralph Sampson's kid goes to Shamanad and then takes Ralph the Sampson's kid. Yeah. Uh, or Ronnie, Ronnie James to yeah. Shamanad. <laughs> or Bryce. Bryce James. Speaking of Ronnie James and the 2023 recruiting class, I wanted to point out that there is a, uh, I, was, I I told you I'm obsessed with this recruiting class. It's my favorite basketball recruiting class ever. And I, I find myself on a, is it 247, 247? 247 is what I say, but it could be 247. Well, I find myself on 247, 247. <laughs> um, because I'm just refreshing. I'm trying to, I still am no closer to figuring out the difference between the composite score and the actual ranking. They're yeah. too wild. Release the rankings. algorithm. Yeah, uh, the the decimal point that goes down to like the ten thousandth. Yeah. Um, I, I. But for I, whatever reason, when it moves, it hits. It hits. <laughs> um, and I I overlooked this, and I feel like I need to bring attention to this. There is a twenty twenty three recruit who is a four star who is number sixty four on the rankings, but fifty three on composite. Um, his name is Jizzle James, J I Z Z L E James. And uh, I just feel like our listeners and you and Jim yeah, and I everybody, everybody needs yeah. to know that. Okay. That there's a guy out there who's a four-star. He's from Orlando. He's a point guard. And his name is Jizzle James. And he, I mean, I, this is great for the Snoop Dogg, <laughs> uh, you know, portion of the podcast, right? Bill Self brought Snoop Dogg back into the the, the culture of college basketball with his late night um, appearance with him. And now that we have a Jizzle. I Here mean, you go. Is, Let's see if he's, I'm going to pull up his first YouTube. Uh all right, uh, let's see if he's him. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to watch it. I'm just going to go based off of the title of the YouTube. So, yeah, look at the title. Jizzle James' mid-range game is all caps deadly. Deadly. And he's an elite floor general with uh, two exclamation points. So, mm. I like his game. I would say I, I don't think that's him. I think that's one of the ones. That's though, one maybe. of the ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he might be. The, and then top comment, he might be the best mid-range shooter i ever seen at this level. And the way he can create his own shot is crazy. Another guy says IQ brain emoji makes the game so easy on himself and his teammates. You love to see it. One guy says all caps elite. <laughs> One guy says Brudda is elite. Yeah, he's B-R-U-D-D-A. elite. Yeah, Brudda. Yeah, Brudda is elite. And then finally, the last comment on here. There's only seven comments. Says Bro's name is Jizzle? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> yeah, I found a totally different video when I just googled Jizzle James. So I don't know. Where did you find this? <laughs> Wait, are you, hold on. <laughs> I, I heard that, by the way. I just had my mind blown, though. That was a good joke, Jim. Um, I just had my Jim mind blown. Jim just got kicked off the Fox Wi-Fi and reported. <laughs> Holy shit. What? what? What's going on in Jizzle's world? Who's his top five schools? Does he have a list? Does he Holy have a graphic? Shit. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to walk you through this. Oh, my God, my mind is blown. So some guy on Twitter the other day is watching Marvin Harrison. Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, is that son Ohio of State? Marvin Harrison. And he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. He's the Had one player game. on Ohio State that I know, obviously, other than C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Was awesome in the Rose Bowl, was awesome. Uh, he's awesome every time I've ever every watched time. him. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to play in the NFL. Exactly. Um, and some guy on Saturday, as Marvin Harrison is catching touchdowns, tweets at me, uh, Ohio State should have gone because he because you know we've been talking about Bronny going to Ohio mm. State. He's like, you should have as a school focused on getting Arch Manning to Ohio State, taking some of that Bronny energy, throwing it to Arch Manning coming to Ohio State, so that way we could have Manning to Harrison again. Wow, a great call. And then I responded to him. I am now googling 
what Edrin James's uh, son is up. To. Does Edrin James have a son? Mm-hmm. I shit you not. I did not know this. Jizzle James, his real name is Edrin James Jr. My mind is blown right now. And is is, but he's not. But he's not Edrin James. It has to be right, Jim. Hmm? So I said that jokingly, Tate, to this guy. I was like, yeah, you know, because obviously if you're thinking about that Marvin Harrison, uh, Peyton Manning, Cold era, you're like, who's the running back? It's Edron James. Let's get his son on Ohio State, too, if we're getting Arch Manning. His son is Jizzle James. Now, I, dude, I'm... My, you have it to is have, his son. Yeah, it is, it his, is son. his son. <laughs> I've... I've I, I, does he... Does, my mind's blown. My mind's... That's does, insane. Does, does Jizzle also play football? No. I'm just... I'm shocked that Jizzle's not his real name. <laughs> I stepped all over your joke, by the way, Joe. I'm so sorry. No, but I saw good. as you were making, yeah, it was a good joke. It's going to hit for the listeners. But, uh, for the friends of the program, they're going to like it. As you, as you were saying I'm it, I saw, it. I saw <laughs> Edward James it. Jr. in front of me. That's why I... Uh, that's Honestly, why I that's really amazing. Like so Ohio State, or who do we want more? Jizzle James or Bronny? That's what, uh, dude, my which mind is James, in a pretzel right which now. Which James do we want? Edron James' other son, Eden, is a running back committed to Howard, by the way. That's great. So he plays football. Shout out to Howard. You're asking. So if, if Jizzle James. <laughs> and Bronny James have one scholarship between them. Who do you want? You I, obviously I gotta, want Bronny. We gotta, we you gotta, obviously uh, want Bronny, but the. We gotta end this show. We gotta like. I gotta go home and think about this. This is too. You're gonna much. be Charlie. This is too like this is, yeah, this is too heavy, dude. My mind is actually blown. Like, cause I, I. Th- no, that's pretty so, shocking. Yeah, and I love. I Edrin legitimately James. had no idea Edron James had a son at all, and I just said I'm gonna go look up Edron James' son. And then, spoiler alert, I did not. I did not do that. I just made a little joke that I was going to do that. And then now I'm here with you live on the air, and I'm pointing out Jizzle James, and I'll be damned. That's Edron James' son. <laughs> what a great name. The world is funny sometimes. Uh, last thing I want to say, my last uh, shout out was, uh, um, it has been called to my attention. I need, I need your help working through this. I, I Talking about Brad Stevens, let's, let's talk about Brad Stevens more because um, it has been called to my attention that the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame that you have visited. Yeah, you visited it. Newcastle, it Indiana. It was great, yeah. Um, Brad Stevens is now on the ballot or is considered, is eligible. I guess, I don't know if he's on the, I don't know what the stage, what yeah. the process is. I don't know what the terminology would be. Brad Stevens is now eligible um, to, to be, be in. inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, which the the standard, my understanding of it is that it's just like a, a native Hoosier who, um, you know, brings <laughs> brings good vibes to, yeah, to basketball yeah. in the like, state of Indiana. Yeah, helps, I don't know. It helps us because it's not even like it's not even necessarily like you were a great high school player, you were a great college player, a great pro player. Some sometimes it's like like Greg Popovich, I think, is in there. It's like if you represent, is based to, yeah, if yeah. you represent the state of Indiana in a, in well, a good way, yeah, um, then we will you get in. You. Yeah, and so the reason I wanted to bring this up, Tate, is because I need your I need an outside voice to tell me should Brad Stevens be eligible for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame when he went on record of saying he's a mass hole and he loves his New England Patriots and his Dunkin' Donuts and that part of his life is long gone. Where where do, where should the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame fall in this? Should he, should he be eligible for this? My rule is always to kill him with kindness. And I think mm. that you kill this man with so much kindness that when he comes back to get his you know induction into the Indiana Hall of Fame, he says to himself deep in his heart, I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> A I want grave. To, I want to coach the Pacers. A grave mistake. What am I doing? Why would I ever saddle up to be a mass hole mm-hmm. when I have so much hospitality and real love in my home <clears throat> in my home state? So, 
I'm losing my voice because of this this Milwaukee wedding. But uh, but Brad Stevens, uh, I think you have to welcome him back, not with open arms. And and maybe there's someone there that he respects that's older that maybe gives him a little bit of a nudge. Maybe Larry Bird comes and says, "What the hell's wrong with you, man?" That's all he says. Yeah. And Brad's like doesn't really know what it's in reference to, but he does. Uh, down, uh, know what okay, it's in reference okay. to. I think that's the way you get him. Okay. That's how you get him back in the fold because at the end of the day, we do want Brad back to Indiana. So you I, think I haven't given up hope. You think it's a fight worth fighting to try to get Brad to Yeah, I'm not done yet. To to <laughs> to get Brad to say he's a Hoosier. Yeah, yeah okay. he is a Hoosier. What All do you right. mean? I, I don't I don't need him to say it. I just need him to stop saying he's a asshole. I don't uh I don't disagree with you. I just I just was curious what your thoughts were on the matter. No, so. I would never shame someone for trying yeah. to get a homegrown son back to where he belongs. Never. All right. Indiana, you should do it. Boston, leave him alone. Let, let, leave these Indiana kids alone. Boston <laughs> tries to take them away. Jizzle James is Edron James's <laughs> son, dude. This is this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, any other shout outs? Uh, I was going to quickly before we get out. Just uh, you know, it's not even a shout out, but just uh, an acknowledgement of a uh, old colleague, colleague of ours, uh, Jonathan Jarks, who um, you know was a summer league patron that we would always see there. Always mm-hmm. someone who. Uh, would hit me with Texas basketball thoughts. Uh, I looked back to see my last correspondence with him, and it was from the Final Four. I sent him the media uh, like pics of the Final Four game. It was all Duke. And, I, and Sharks is always one of those guys that like you'd have my back. Like, I'd be a little bit biased, obviously, a little bit homer. I'd send it to Sharks. I'm like, what's the objective take here? You know, mm-hmm. is John Henson, you know, generational talent, or, or am I crazy here? And he would, you know, give me a, a real rational response. Send him that. And then he responded, yeah, I'm taking Duke too. And, uh, <laughs> and it was like a nice moment of levity that made me laugh. And, uh, you know, he's just like one of those great basketball people. He's, uh, uh, you know, I was shocked at how tall he was the first time I met him. Jim and I had to record his podcast over the years, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And listen to Charks just like give these amazing takes about 19-year-old, you know, Estonian kids who were, who were freaks and uh you know, anyways, I just wanted to to point out that uh, we're thinking of the Sharks family and uh, man, life is fleeting. And, uh, you know, when you have people around you, you got to tell them you love them. And uh, he was one of the good ones. So uh, I'll miss our time uh, with him. And uh, just want to say that before we get out. Yeah, Sharks, uh, for, the, for those who don't know, Jonathan Sharks was yeah. a uh, um, basketball writer, podcaster at The Ringer. All three of us worked with him, um, as you said. Yeah. Uh, he was, I, I didn't know him super well. Um, and, and I won't pretend like i did but as you said he was always uh j- just the nature of who he was he was always so friendly and would always like anytime i talked to him it was because he reached out to me and that yeah. wasn't because i didn't want to talk to him it was just that like i i didn't really know him that well but he's just such, he had such like a bubbly personality that he would text, that laugh man. yeah and he would text me all the time about basketball and then it was usually i would just text you know it was like short whatever yeah. i met him two times um that well probably more than that because we go to summer league or whatever. Yeah, but I, I remember two vivid times where like i i talked to him one-on-one and we had like lengthy conversations uh because he for for a long time there he was uh i was living in ohio and he was living in dallas and so um the chances of our paths crossing for work or anything were just you know like the, it, it would take both of us coming to la at the same time basically yeah and which rarely ever happened and i remember it happened one time and uh we were we were at a um company party or something and and he and i talked for a little while and i was just like blown away at how nice he was and gracious he was and yeah. all that and then another time my my brother lived in dallas for about a year or two i, I forget but uh, i was visiting my brother one time and uh sharks found out about it um 
I don't know, maybe I said I was going to Dallas on a show or, you know, tweeted about something. Uh, and he reached out to me and was like, let's go get lunch. We go to lunch. He just, you know, same thing. I was like talking to an old friend and I, um, I, I, I it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, he, to me, he was an acquaintance, but then like when you're sitting across from him, you're like, dude, have I known you forever? Like, this yeah. is, this is so crazy. And the, uh, the thing that stood out to me about sharks and, and I felt this way from the, the two, those two interactions I had with him. Cause like there were times, like you said, where we were, um, it was like a summer league situation and there was 20 of us or something. I wasn't really talking to him much and he was kind of over there and whatever, but like there's those, I had these two like very intense, I don't know if intense is the right word, but you know, just one-on-one -on -one moments that I remember. About. Yeah. Um, and just from those, I, I, I remember thinking then I remember thinking it when he was diagnosed. I remember thinking it now that he's, that he's passed, uh, how, how strong his convictions and how like, like he was a guy who you very, he very clearly had it figured out, um, in his mind, like what, what it is he wanted to do with his life, who he was, who, yeah. what he stood for, all that kind of stuff. And that, that was something I always respected about him. Like I said, like I didn't know him super well. It wasn't like I was close to him, but um, that stuck with me the moment I met him. Uh, it was certainly, if, if you followed his, his journey throughout um, his, his, he was pretty public uh, yeah. with, his, with his cancer journey. And, um, and he, he, he remained that. And I guess, I don't know, man, like that was, that was my takeaway. And the inspiration I get from him is that he was a man who knew exactly what he was living for. And I think um, that's uh very rare i guess like a lot of us yeah no like it was like the, when i first came out to la for the first time and i was talking to him the convictions and it was, it was so refreshing like you know i mean we grew up in church and, and yeah. you know what i mean and, and like to have someone in la where you don't get those you know those like real yeah grounding conversations you know talking to him about that and how much he's moved but i mean it was it was inspiring at a level because you're like, man, this guy, like you said, it's like someone had it figured out and he was such a bright light in front of you. I had, I had like one of the most, uh, serious conversations I've ever had with somebody about my faith with sharks at a, uh, um, a company party that yeah, we both exactly. broke away from and just like we're sitting <laughs> off to the side, eating pizza, drinking beers or whatever. And, um, and I remember it was, it was in a manner that like, if anyone else, like, I, I wasn't violated at all by it. Like no, if, if no. someone else, yeah, like the, exactly. the, the way he went about it, if someone else had tried that, you know, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Leave me alone. Like I'm at a company yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah. but I remember like he, he just had like that air about him that like, it was like so easy to talk to. Again, it was like an old friend. Exactly. I was like, what the hell's happening? I remember walking away from him. I was like, did I just go to a company party and talk about my faith for a half an hour with the guy I met for the first time? That's, that's weird that's weird but it, but it felt right and, it felt uh, right yeah and he was one of those people that the same thing with basketball where you could just like i could lob any question i could lob any thought to him just like throw it at him and he always wanted to engage wanted to talk about the game and uh i mean you talk to any of these scouts or reporters people around the game i mean one of my buddies sean stout you know he reached out to me he's like man i love being at summer league i watched a bunch of games with sharks one day just like what you're saying and he was like we had such a great conversation and they were both in dallas at one time they kept up with each other over the years and yeah. he was just one of those guys and uh it, it's very very sad very very unfortunate but i think you know when when people share the stories of of the time they had and and the the way that he impacted them i think it only grows you know the impact he had. yeah and and i'll say this too on the uh the part of uh talking about how how open he was about his faith was I, what was so fascinating to me was he and, and why i think i was so receptive to that conversation was that um 
we we I I'll, I'll speak for myself. I don't know why I say we, but you said both of us grew up in in in, in churches, and um, you know, uh, we we certainly are are not um any strangers to being and having conversations about faith and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but far too often the people I know and the people from my community and even that would go to my church when I was growing up and everything, uh, their faith is driven by fear and it's driven by, um, basically death. And it's like, I, I want to, I channel this fear I have for when I move on to what's next and I don't know what's on the other side. So I take this system that I have that was built sort of for me and I take that and then I like apply it to this question that it burns in my mind of like mm -hmm. when i die what happens and so this fear of dying drives my faith and that's what i'm driven by and sharks was again from the moment i met that guy you could tell he was not that way it was the exact opposite yeah and his faith drove not what will happen when i die it was more what do i do with my life and that was like very profound to feel that from talking and again like i all told i talked to that man one-on-one -on -one probably an hour of my entire life um but that's that's something that uh i i that stuck with me it was like he, he the way he was going about it was like i'm not you know I, I i won't speak for like what he was feeling in his final moments and all that kind of stuff but like you could feel that like he was not he was not seeking the answers to the question of like what happens after this he was like why are we here what do we do this for and to that um that's the that's a tough question, man. Like that's a question that that a lot of us like even if even people that are have faith and like do think that like there is an afterlife somewhere, you struggle with that because you're like, okay, if there's an afterlife, what, what's the point of us right now? What's the point of this life? Mm -hmm. Why not just get to get me to the afterlife? And Sharks had it figured out that like, you know, or maybe he didn't. He did a good job of of making it seem like he did, but I I got the feeling that he had figured out like what this life is about and what he's trying to accomplish with his life. And that will be the inspiration he has on me. Um, for sure. Because uh, I think that's a, that's an answer we're all looking for. But ultimately, as the Grateful Dead said, that path is for your steps along. And we all have to figure it out on our own. So, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And the wisdom that, you know, was right in front of our face obviously stuck with us. So, I mean, that that's, uh, I just wanted to say something. I really appreciate you saying that too. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for today. No, we, we, we should, I mean, it's, it sucks. It's, I don't, it's, it's it's we we are very very bad at this, but um, sometimes you got to do it, you know. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're, we're, yeah. We're the two guys who are making jokes about Texas and moral victories and things like that about twenty minutes ago. But this is real, actual stuff that is uh, real life. No, every so. time, every time we uh, on the show, yeah, we start talking about people passing prematurely. It is just like a huge kick in the nuts. But I, I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. Sharks was awesome. And uh, I say that, yeah, I, I can't imagine the people who knew him and loved him and the family and his, his friends and all that, what, what they, they felt for him and what they it, must yeah. be going through. Cause yeah, like for, again, from my experience, didn't know the man well, um, was, was an acquaintance, was a colleague, but, uh, those two conversations I had with him, I, I walked away thinking like, is that, is that guy like my best friend? Like what just <laughs> happened there? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that must've been some party. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. conversation. You guys are having this amazing conversation. Jim's smoking a cigarette <laughs> with Kyle behind you. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> you must be fun at parties. Having literally the opposite of the conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. There is no God. Just saying that it's like literally heaven and hell next to your ears. Kyle, like, Kyle's, <laughs> Kyle's on the uh, punching bag trying to re register the high score in the bar. Yeah. He punched it as hard as he can. Yes. That, <laughs> that is it. Baking out somebody else's car. <laughs> let the doors open. Um, <laughs> you know what else oh. was yesterday? What's that? Oh, 
That's right. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Go for it. 9-11. No, I was going to say Ludacris's 45th birthday, mm. but <laughs> to try to enlighten the mood, but yeah, 9-11. No, I was going to say, uh, I, I, I hate that this is where I've arrived, but... You um, just think about the suite last year? I think about the suite. <laughs> yeah. I think about the suite. I think every 9-11, I mean, obviously... <laughs> that yeah. was your 9-11? Obviously, yeah. not all I'm going to think about, but like... yeah. 9-11 last year was the Ohio State-Oregon game. That was when Jim Jimmy Cunningham was he drunk. He zoned out thinking yeah. about 9-11 and yeah. getting called out. Jim got a Jim finger pointed in his face and said, this guy's drunk. Yeah, get this drunk guy out of here. <laughs> yeah. And Jim was like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I might have to the go, fall guy. I'm going to go re-listen to that show that we did. That was <laughs> I, a good one. That was f so funny because I had no idea what happened. And then <laughs> you both said, just wait until I tell you. <laughs> and uh, it lived up and beyond. Um, good one. Anything else? Is that it? No, is that the show? I, I got to go home and figure out this Jizzle James situation. Yeah, my mind go I, I literally that, just yeah. looked at the list of recruits. I saw Jizzle James as a name, and I was like, I got to point that out to the guys. They're going to want to know yeah. that. And then now... If I was LeBron, I'd reach out to Edron James, say we should both have our kids go to Ohio State together, and then the backcourt is the James gang. <laughs> and that's already LeBron's hashtag and everything, so he just, you know, he just keeps the brand going. Jizzle and... and Bronny. Jizzle and Bronny in the backcourt is so sick. Are you kidding me? Like, they don't even have to win games people will watch to watch LeBron James and Edron James watching Ohio State together. We got it. Okay. LeBron's right. officially right. an Ohio State guy if you get Jizzle and Bronny. We got to go. I got to I got to I got to go figure this out. I need to I, I got some research to do. Yeah. My mind is blown. Yeah, yeah. My mind going. is blown. Uh we'll see you guys Friday. Money, money, uh, money, money.